Hello and welcome to the Diction Police. I'm your host, Ellen Rissinger, an American vocal coach accompanist on the music staff of the Zemperoper in Dresden, Germany. In today's episode, we'll be discussing Auch kleine Dinge with Nadia Mashantov and Strauss's Die Nacht with Mirko Roszkowski. Mirko also talks with us a little more about the Estset in German, and will give a few examples of common words with Estset that you'll find in Lieder and how to pronounce them. If you want to follow along but don't have the music, you can find the texts to these songs at recmusic.org slash leader, L-I-E-D-E-R, or follow the link at the blog at thedictionpolice.com. Don't forget the the. Before we get started, I wanted to tell you about an interesting resource I just discovered. One of our guests today, Mirko Roszkowski, gave me a German diction book for Germans called Der Kleine Hai, H-E-Y. It's a fascinating book written by a German voice teacher around the turn of the last century with some absolutely astonishing exercises for every vowel sound, for combinations of vowel sounds, and for consonants. It's called Der Kleine Hai, the, the Little Hai, because the original book was significantly longer and included long sections on singing and vocal technique for his students, but it's been edited down to deal mostly with diction. I love this book for the exercises. Its one serious flaw for foreigners is that the editor decided to take out all of the phonetics which High had actually originally used. But the book comes with a DVD of actors saying these speech exercises, so it's a terrific resource for hearing the language and concentrating on specific sounds. I'll post the ISBN number on the website in case anybody wants to check it out. Our first text is Auch kleine Dinge, the first song in the Italienisches Liederbuch by Wolf. The text by Paul Heise is a translation of Le Cose Piccoline from a collection of Italian folk songs. Auch kleine Dinge können uns entzücken. Auch kleine Dinge können teuer sein. Bedenkt, wie gern wir uns mit Perlen schmücken. Sie werden schwer bezahlt und sind nur klein. Bedenkt, wie klein ist die Olivenfrucht und wird mit ihrer Güte doch gesucht. Denkt an die Rose nur, wie klein sie ist, und duftet doch so lieblich, wie ihr wisst. That was Nadi Mashantov reading Auch kleine Dinge, which is a setting of Wolf, one of the Wolf songs. I wanted to get to the third, to talk about the third sentence because we have basically the two U's that are not a rhyme. Olivenfrucht and Gesucht. Yeah. They don't rhyme, right? Nee, sie, sie werden fast gleich geschrieben, aber es ist unterschiedlich. Frucht und Sucht. Und es könnte damit zusammenhängen, dass Frucht wirklich nur eine Silbe hat. Mhm. Genau wie Sucht, mhm. was wir vorhin hatten. Und Gesucht kommt von Suchen, also zwei ähm, silbig. Es könnte damit zusammenhängen, dass das daher... Yeah, so what she's saying is that in Olivenfrucht we have the open U and it's probably because we have the double consonant of ht coming after it and it's one, it's all one syllable and because gesucht comes from suchen and would normally have a long U then that has to be a long sound. So they don't rhyme, but be careful because there is also a word sucht which is written not with the G-E but still S-U-C-H-T. If it's capitalized it could be that it's Sucht, which means uh, an addiction for something. Uh, but Frucht is always that open sound, and sometimes 
suchen, but sometimes sucht. Mhm. Wenn man Frucht quasi den Plural noch dazu nimmt, Früchte, wird es auch wieder anders. Früchte. So there we have in the plural form of Früchte, we have again the open sound, but of, with the umlaut. Mhm. Mhm. Which also rhymes with uh, a couple of other words we have here. Which is Schmücken. Entzücken. And that actually brings us to our next point that Nadia <laughs> pointed out to me. We have a lot of places here where we have T followed by D or T followed by T. Right in the first line we have E-N-T-Z. Do you explode the T and or do you leave the first T and just run them together? How do yeah. you do that? Wir haben jetzt auch lange darüber überlegt und nachgedacht, wie es jetzt eigentlich, wie es jetzt eigentlich sein soll. Aber entzücken, also wir, wir, wir staunen so ein bisschen das vorher. Also wir entzücken könnte man machen, wenn es so komponiert ist, dass, dass, dass man es wirklich auf, wenn es rhythmisch so sein soll. Aber wenn wir sprechen, sagen wir entzücken. So what she said is we also discussed this a long time. <laughs> and what we realized is you, you can explode the, the T and zücken. Ja, es ist nicht falsch. It's not, it's not incorrect to yeah. do that, but easier to do is, mm -hmm. is actually just to stop the T mm -hmm. and zücken. So mm -hmm. you almost have a double consonant, almost the way, same way you have it in, in Italian, and zücken. Genau. We have in the last line, und duftet doch, there again we have und duftet. And then doch. Genau. Do you explode? Would you connect all of them? Would you explode? Das ist auch immer ähm, abhängig von dem Geschmack des Sängers. Also das kann ja vor allem beim Lied kann man da sehr viel experimentieren und, und ausprobieren, wie es einem am besten gefällt und wie es auch am verständlichsten ist für den Zuschauer. Das kann man unterschiedlich machen. Man könnte machen und also und duftet zwei T's oder eins und duftet. Na nee, da würde ich zwei machen und duftet. Das passt einfach besser. Und duftet doch. Da könnte man und duftet doch drei machen oder und duftet doch. Quasi, dass man hier auch so staut, wie wir es vorhin exactly. beschrieben haben. Das so what she's saying is it's, it depends with, with leader you have the opportunity to really play with things and see if you like it. Mm. You have the, the opportunity to say I don't want to explode this, I do want to explode this, if you have the time to do it. Mm -hmm. It depends on the song obviously and the amount of time you have. And what she, what she also said was she wouldn't elide the und duftet, that one she would definitely say separate, but there is the possibility to say duftet doch, and if, if you do that, then double the sound the same way we did in entzücken, so you really have this stopping yeah. of the sound. We talked about when the U is open or closed in words like frucht and sucht. To be a little more specific, the general rule is that a stressed syllable followed by a single consonant in the root word is closed, while one followed by a double consonant in the root word is open. This is where knowing root words will really help. We mentioned that here the verb is gesucht, which is the past participle of suchen. Since in the root word the stressed vowel is followed by only one consonant sound, this word has a long closed u, and any verb forms that use it as a root will remain long and closed, ich suche, er sucht. But the word for addiction, sucht, ends with a double consonant sound. Even though it's spelled the same way as er sucht, it doesn't sound the same. And the word for fruit, frucht, follows the same pattern as sucht. Another set of words that has exactly the same problem is flucht. The verb fluchen 
means to curse or to swear, as in swear words swear. Just like suchen, fluchen is long and closed, and it'll stay that way throughout its conjugation. But the noun flucht, which means flight or escape, ends with a double consonant sound. So here we have that open cookie vowel again. When you run across a word like this, look to see if it's a noun or a verb. If it's a verb, find the root and try to match the stressed vowel to the infinitive. Our next text is Die Nacht by Hermann von Gilm zu Rosenegg. Okay, that's not a name that really rolls off the tongue. He was an Austrian civil servant and poet. Strauss used another of von Gilm zu Rosenegg's poems as the text to Aller Seelen. Aus dem Walde tritt die Nacht, aus den Bäumen schleicht sie leise, schaut sich um in weitem Kreise, nun gib Acht. Alle Lichter dieser Welt, alle Blumen, alle Farben löscht sie aus und stiehlt die Garben weg vom Feld. Alles nimmt sie, was nur hold, nimmt das Silber weg des Stroms, nimmt vom Kupferdach des Doms weg das Gold. Ausgeplündert steht der Strauch, rücke näher, Seel an Seele. O oh, die Nacht, mir bangt, sie stehle dich mir auch. That was Mirko Roschkowski reading Die Nacht. And we've talked a little bit about an S before a T at the beginning of a word being a SH. But Mirko and I have been talking about how to pronounce the T. Yeah, because a lot of Germans, I'm German by the way, although my name isn't, so, um, <laughs> a lot of Germans even pronounce it wrong because you really feel the, the, the breath during this T. So um, here in this poem we, we got the, the example of stielt. Stiehlt die Garben. So it's st. So there's it's ex an explosive sound. So it's a real T and not a real t. and not a softer stiehlt. Almost and a, a lot of you you'll really often um, hear it sounding like a D. Mm -hmm. So stiehlt. No, it's stiehlt. And we and even much better is the example. <laughs> <laughs> Ausgeplündert steht der Strauch. And this is really hard with, with an, an with R, an R after it. After it, it's really hard. Strauch. But I want to hear everything. Well, of course, I'm a freak. I know that and I'm a freak, but I want to be. <laughs> That's it. So, ausgeplündert steht der Strauch. And uh, afterwards, um, oh, die Nacht mir bangt, sie stehle dich mir auch. So, it's always stiehlt, steht, Strauch, sie stehle. Actually, what you just did there brought us to a small grammar point. Yeah. I think one of the hardest things in this poem is making it through the, the grammar yeah. and understanding, again, separable prefixes, which I know I keep talking about, but they're <laughs> very important. And especially, we've already talked about the word weg, W-E-G, when it's a long closed E, but when, and so when it's capitalized, it's usually weg. But when you see this as a poem, we have it capitalized, but it's not weg, it's weg, right? Yeah, it's only a capital um, W because uh, it's at the beginning of a verse. So uh, usually um, in, in the grammar or in the, in the sentence, it, it's not meant uh, the way which weg 
means, mm -hmm. but it's weg. So because it belongs to the the, uh, the verb stehlen, so stealing, and uh, it means wegstehlen, mm -hmm. and like before, uh, löscht sie aus. Uh, it, it means auslöschen is uh, the infinitive, mm -hmm. and uh, wegstehlen, which is well, not Just really often used, but okay. In this case, it is. They these words belong together, so it's important to to read and to know when you sing it. Löscht sie aus und stiehlt die Garben weg vom Feld. And that so weg has, even though the music sort of stops and gives you the chance to take a breath, yeah. it's better to get stiehlt die Garben weg. Yeah. That's in the second verse. In the, in the third verse, the same thing happens, The right? same thing happens with uh, the, the infinitive of wegnehmen. Nehmen, uh, nimmt, is from, from nehmen. Wegnehmen, to take away. Exactly. Um, nimmt vom Kupferdach des Doms weg das Gold, so it takes away the gold. And that's, I think, one of the hardest ones, the one that I most often have to say to people, oh, you've got yeah. to get over this bar line. <laughs> oh yeah, I know, I know. And while, okay, while we're there, you just made me think of other things. In, in this poem, Stroms, Doms, when I looked it up online actually, technically des Stromes, it should have a second syllable there, and Strauss took that away. But this yeah. S still stays unvoiced, right? It still is an S sound. Yeah, absolutely. It's Stroms, and again with this T. <laughs> uh -huh. Stroms. And the R after it, too. And yeah. I, think, I think as Americans, because we see that M, we would voice the consonant after that. Mm. No, I'm sorry. I know. It's something that really, we I really miss that ourselves. in the German language, but we don't have it. <laughs> no. Exactly. The Stroms. Nimmt vom Kupferdach des Doms weg. weg. Das Gold. Okay, das Gold. Devoicing yes. consonants at the yeah. end of words. You and I also talked a little bit about this off the table. Oh, yes. I once met um, someone, a person, a singer, who wanted to tell me how to sing it really and that all the Germans sing it wrong. Infernum Land. That's what he wanted me to sing. Infernum Land. No! <laughs> it is not. <laughs> Definitely not. We call it Auslautverhärtung. The hardening of the last consonant. Exactly, exactly. Mm -hmm. So it's uh, not only infernum Land, a real T, mm -hmm. real completely T sound, mm -hmm. um, but it's also weg das Gold. A real T. Really a real T. And also vom Feld, weg, die Garben weg vom Feld. And uh, it's just like nun gib acht, and gib here acht. we have got the, the, the T written, and yeah. yeah, it's no no difference between T and D in this case. Okay. One last little thing, I'm, I keep talking about the E vowel, the E with an umlaut, yeah. and how much different that is from a closed E, and we have this in the in the fourth verse. Yeah, and here we've, it's, it's very, it's, it seems to be very obvious, because Seel is uh, one of very, very few words that is written with double E. Double vowels are always closed. Seele, das Meer, mm -hmm. yeah. And here we, we've, we've got the, the opposites, uh, exactly. Uh, Rücke näher, which is very open. Yes. Näher, Seel an Seele. So we've got exactly the, the opposite positions here. And just like, uh, that, like that, sie stehle, of course, because of the H afterwards, yeah. it is a long and closed. Um, yes, an vowel. H. An H is also something that that can close the vowel and make it long, right? Yeah, and it it always makes it uh, long. That always, yeah, you're right. Yeah. That that does always close close yeah. the vowel and make it long. So this uh, 
there's one thing, one thing that that is really uh, exciting for me because there are two different different uh, schools in uh, German. It's the the begegnung of um, the the meeting, the the coming together, the coming together of um, a, like like in the first verse um, of a T and then a D or otherwise uh, or the yeah. other way around. Here we've got aus dem Walde tritt die Nacht, so tritt and D. Yeah. And I think, like Elisabeth Schwarzkopf did, and mm -hmm. she taught, it's it's coming together. You don't have to pronounce both. So you wouldn't say tritt die Nacht. No, I wouldn't say because just because it's too hard, mm -hmm. and it and it takes too much energy. Okay. So why should you? So it's aus dem Walde tritt die Nacht. So this is not easy to explain and. Um, and a lot of teachers, they, they say you have to pronounce everything because it's written there and, and so, mm -hmm. but I don't think so, because also for the legato, yeah. it's aus dem Walde tritt die Nacht. So this is, this is a real, the real, um, yeah, it's all you need. Although, of course, it is tritt die Nacht. So there is the, the small break before the, the, the consonant. Exactly, that little, Tri that double consonant nacht. almost. Exactly. Yeah. Because, yeah. And this is very often, of course, with uh, the word und. I was just going to ask because it, in this case, it's understandable. Yeah. But with the word und. Yeah, you have to be careful because un without uh, a d um, means uh, that the, the following uh, is the, the, the next, opposite of... Yeah, exactly, that the next word is the opposite, is un, the same un, way we yeah. would say in English. Exactly, right. so, uh, for example, in, in uh, Tamino's texts, we've got this, this terrible phrase, der Lieb und Tugend, Eigentum. So, and this is very, very important, because <laughs> it's not untugend. <laughs> so, you have to be really careful about how pure she is. It is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, in that case, it has to be der Lieb und Tugend Eigentum, because Untugend is something... Is the opposite of Tugend. It is the opposite, and we don't want it. As you can hear, Mirko is just as much of a diction geek as I am, and he brings up a point that I've never heard discussed by any diction book, singer, or coach. The T's in stilt and steht. It really makes sense. After all, the phonetic letter is a T, so why shouldn't we explode it like a T? More often, you're going to hear it pronounced as sort of a softer version of a T, statt, steht. But if you do explode that T, statt, steht, you can really keep the consonants on the support. This will work exactly the same way with SP, spas, spät, which we'll discuss a little more in another episode. I also had some more general diction questions for Mirko, but before we get to that, I just wanted to give you a little of his background. Mirko actually studied first to be a German teacher, but switched to singing soon after, studying with Edda Moser both privately and in master classes. He's currently on a fest contract in Bonn, but also performs with the Stuttgart Staatsoper, the Dresden Semperoper, Vienna Volksoper, Cologne Opera, and next year he'll debut at the Berliner Staatsoper as Belmonte in Entführung. A few episodes ago, I had promised that we'd talk about a few common words with the Estzet. And since Mirko had studied to be a German teacher, he's kind of uniquely qualified to discuss this. Now remember that the S, well, 
Actually, Mirko, you can probably explain this better about the Estet. What, what, is, what is the Why? What does it stand for? Why is it, what does it mean? It's, it's, it, it usually unvoices the, the S sound. This is the, the, simple, the simple meaning. Um, that is why today, when, um, in this modern spelling, we usually write it with a double S. Yeah. yeah, so this sound is, is yeah, similar. But it also, it also has the function mm -hmm. to len lengthen, lengthen mm -hmm. the, the vocal before. The vowel before. Oh, it. Yeah, it's like an H. Like an H, it has um, the same function. Um, nowadays. In, yeah, in, yeah, of course, yeah. nowadays. Before, it was much more difficult to, to know um, how to pronounce it. The, the the sound of the S set is clear, but what about uh, its influence of the to the um, rest of um, of the vowel before it? Of the vowel before, and we've got um, a lot of words um, and and a lot of situations where you just have to look it up because it's yeah. too difficult to know. Yeah. Today you know if it's an S set, the the vowel before is uh, a long one. Long and closed. Long and closed. Actually, also after diphthongs. It, that's it, yeah. Yeah, diphthongs can yeah. keep them in long, closed vowels. Yeah. So nowadays, the word for street in German is still spelled with an S set, right? Straße. Yeah, it is, because, because the A is a long one. Straße. So a longer A. Yeah. As opposed to an alleyway, which is a... Gasse. Which we will also, in uh, older things, see spelled with an S set. Yeah. It's a, it's a short A sound. So two S, a double L, yeah. a short sound, yeah. Yeah, yeah. very very important is the, the word kuss. And, um, which is kiss. Which is kiss, yeah. And which is written today with a double S. Mm -hmm. So the, the U is very short, kuss, it's not kuss. Right, it's the open yeah. cookie vowel. Yeah, but in, in uh, the, the informant texts, um, it's often written with an S set, mm -hmm. but at all. Well, it's and some kuss. things that rhyme with it, something like muss. Yeah. And you'll see that sometimes, ich muss. Yeah, it's exactly the same, like kuss, muss, and fluss. Which is a river. Which, which is a river, yeah, exactly. And um, there you can see, in comparison, in comparison to the word uh, fuß, which is foot. Yeah. Yeah. That's and, a longer um, closed yeah, U. Yeah. Fuß. This is. Also today written with a set, mm -hmm. fuß, but fluss river, fluss, short u. Right. I've got to say, I looked in a lot of different places, and the only one I found with a short i sound was in Tamino today doing our uh, magic flute rehearsal. He actually has the word to to tear, which is spelled r i s set, but riss, riss. Riss nicht der Räuber unerbarmen. So it's, uh, yeah, but this is very, very old fashioned to write this word with an, uh, yeah. with an S set. So it's the, open, the short, more... open, and yeah. I always, actually, that's an easy one for me to remember with since my last name is Rissinger, so Riss. <laughs> Riss. Exactly. But that's the only one I found with the letter I. I did find a lot with the letter O. Gross. This is, yeah. Which this is big. Which is big and um, yeah, this and that's still spelled with an S set. Yeah, long and closed. Long, long closed uh, vowel, so gross. But like uh, um, gießen, there's um, the past participle is uh, goss. 
Yeah, which is open so, O, short and open. So G O and uh, double S Goss. Okay. But it can. Um, in, in older text also be, be written with an S set. The other ones, I actually looked through Schubert and found two other words that come just in the first Schubert album with the O. And I don't even know whether these are closed or open because I don't yeah, know these words is... at all. <laughs> F-L-O-S-Z is? Floss. Okay, so open and short. So it's from Fliesen. Yeah, it's Floss. Okay, so, so we today... actually we can draw that parallel. Gießen, Goss, Fliesen, Floss. Exactly. And schießen, schoss. So schoss is also the same thing. S-C-H-O-S-Z. It would exactly. still be short and open. Yeah. To yeah. shoot. Schloss. A castle, yeah. Yeah. So they all rhyme. But there are there are some O's that are closed with an S-Z. There is schoss. Yeah. And stoß. So the verb the itself push, is stoßen. Yeah. And then it's still, so it stays that way. Even, so it always is spelled with an S-Z. Yeah. And we also, we've, we've already talked a little bit about this in the first podcast. The word for, another word for a horse, an older word for a horse is R-O-S-Z. Yeah, but today R-O-S-S. R-O-S-S. So, <laughs> and so you know, it is Ross. And this yeah. also applies then when we put the umlaut to it. So when we add the diminutive ending of line to a Ross, that's how we get the word. Rosslein. So the open, short version of it. Yeah, but um, you, you can mix it up with another word, Röslein, that's Heide-Röslein, which is written with a usual S. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, that's, it's uh, different. So it's um, the, the Röslein, it's a small Ross, mm-hmm. <laughs> and the Röslein, it's a small Rose. Exactly. A small Rose. I lied. I just found another word with an I in it. Vergessen becomes Vergiss. Yeah. And you will see that in some places with an SZ. Yeah. But it's not Vergiss, because Vergissen would have been written with an IE, but it's Vergiss. Today we write it with double S. So basically, when we see an I before an SZ, it will always be an open I, because otherwise they would have written it as EI. Or as IE, I mean. Yeah, IE. Like Schließen. Yeah. Any of those. But those are, and those even. Schießen and the others. Yeah. And yeah. even nowadays, they would be written with an S set. Yeah. Yeah, it's the same rule with uh, diphthongs. It's this yeah. IE thing, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so we know that the, the S set then can lengthen the vowel before it. So if there's, nowadays in the, in the, the Neue Rechtschreibung, if there's an S set, the vowel before it will always be closed and long. We also have other ways of knowing if a vowel is closed and long, right? The, the H is the most important, yeah. Very important word is gehen mm-hmm. to go, and there's an H in the middle of it, mm-hmm. so it's gehen. So it's a long e, uh, gehen. But what is um, important that this, the the H in this case is not pronounced. It's only the function to lengthen to lengthen this vowel. Gehen. It's not gehen. This is important when you sing it, of course. Yeah. Because. You sing. You will sing it in in a lot of texts, and in Lieder, of course, the word blühen, mm-hmm. which is B L U with an umlaut, H E N. Yeah, and it's not blühen, which you can hear on some yeah, recordings. I have, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's blühen, mm-hmm. so it's only this long U sound, blühen. So the so H only serves to, it's only, to close only the vowel. It's only a function. Of course, in, uh, if, if a word starts with an H, 
it's it is pronounced yeah like house yeah mm -hmm. it's like in english yeah but not in the middle of a word and there's a lot of words that do this gehen we had stehen stehen yes stehen. That's right <laughs> sehen yeah and it's all always this uh, only this functional position okay yeah never pronounce it never Warte mal, wie geht das denn nochmal? Auf dem Hügel sitze ich. Spähend. Spähend. That was the situation where I learned it. Yeah. Because I tried to. You tried to say the H? Yeah. Uh oh. And Gertrude said, No. <laughs> <laughs> What is that? I know you sing a lot of Lieder recitals as well as opera. So is there anything you do differently when you're singing Lieder than when you sing in an opera house? Well, in fact, I'm very keen on texts. I always try to sing as much text as possible, even in, on the opera stage. But it's sometimes it is very, very hard. It's it's not this intimate uh, situation like like in a Liederabend, where you can you can take your time for each and every sound, yeah. and um, and the audience can hear everything because it's only the piano playing usually. Mm -hmm. But on on the opera stage, you sometimes have to give pri priority to to the line. And to sending the sound over over the orchestra gram, yeah, mm -hmm. the orchestra and, pit. Yeah, so of course it's not possible to sing that exactly on the opera stage. In in my opinion, I'm trying to do as much as I can, but it sometimes um, also disturbs my line really. Mm -hmm. If if I take too much time for this and <laughs> the R and whatever, it it can be very difficult. Yeah, but. But I think, well, for me, the, the idea is, even on the, on the upper stage, that the people are sitting there and they are trying to follow the story. Yeah. And it's not only that they want to listen to this wonderful music or not wonderful music. <laughs> but, <laughs> depending. <laughs> yes, depending. But um, they want to know the story and they want to know what I think and what I say and what, what we all say. So the text is has a very, very high priori priority for me. Mm -hmm. And um, this is, well, actually, it's, it's really the first thing. And then I have to look at how much uh, I, I have to minimize mm -hmm. the text. I was just going to ask, do you modify things as you get up to the top register sometimes? Or are you not a big fan of that? Um, well, I'm not a fan of the, the high register. But <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's not true. Spoken but like a true tenor. <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> of course, it's, it's, um, it's, it's often... Very difficult to sing the closed O sound, for example, mm -hmm. like uh, in in the passaggio. This is really really hard, and I you sometimes have to open it a bit more, mm -hmm. and um, and like like the word uh, tone, which is often sung in yeah. Fenton. He he sings um, deutlich ist des Liedes Ton, wer da liebt erkennt ihn schon. And, and, and this, this is Fenton this, in uh, this is Fenton in die lustige Weiber. Exactly, yeah, mm -hmm. not in Falsa. And uh, this is in the passaggio, in this schon. It is very hard, and I'd love to sing schon and ton, mm -hmm. but it disturbs the sound, and you won't get over the orchestra orchestra pit uh, with this ton with this very close O. Yeah. So it's ton, so a, a bit. A bit opened, a bit more yeah. space, as you would use it in, in spoken language. Yeah. yeah. So again, for basically example. going for the beauty of tone, the ease of singing, along with trying to get the diction out as best you can. Exactly. 
We talked a little about the H's in the middle of words like sehen, stehen, and gehen. The rule is that the H isn't pronounced, just like Mirko said. But there are exceptions to this, and again we have to get back to our root words. If the root of the word starts with an H, then it's pronounced. Woher, wohin, daher, dahin. Hin and her, H-I-N and H-E-R, are words that describe direction. From there, woher, to where, wohin. And in that same way, from there, daher, and there, or to there, dahin. Look to see where the stressed syllable is, and generally the H will belong with that syllable. So if you have a word like höher, which means higher, because the first syllable is stressed, the H belongs to that, and therefore it closes that O umlaut and won't be pronounced. But in wohin, hin is the stressed syllable, so the H starts the syllable and will be pronounced. Now, I just gave you this rule, and I'm going to break it already, with the word for highness, or majesty, hoheit. For some reason here, the H in the middle of the word is pronounced, and it's not a stressed syllable. I don't have any good tricks to remember it, it's just one to memorize. And that's it for today. If you want to find out more about Nadia Mashantov or Mirko Roshkovsky, or if you have any specific questions or comments for me, Ellen Rissinger, please go to the blog at thedictionpolice.com. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please go to iTunes and give it a high rating so that more people can find it and benefit from it. Thanks for listening, and be sure to check the blog to see what's coming next week.